0: Welcome to the God Chaser podcast, the ultimate destination for those yearning to cultivate a passionate, intimate relationship with God. Join your host, Evan Evans, as he explores the depths of scripture, shares inspiring testimonies, and provides practical guidance to help you become a true God chaser. Discover the transformative power of pursuing God's presence and be inspired to reignite your spiritual journey. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and get ready to embark on an adventure that will change your life forever. Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast. Let the chase begin.
1: I'm your host, Evan Evans, and today we'll be exploring the concept of repentance as taught in Scripture. To truly understand what it means to repent, we need to dive deep into the Bible and explore the teachings of Jesus and the apostles. So let's get started on this journey of discovery. Our first stop is the Gospel of Matthew. In Matthew 3, 2, John the Baptist is calling people to repentance, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This call to repentance is echoed by Jesus himself in Matthew four seventeen, when he says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But what does this mean? What does it really mean to repent? The word repent in the original Greek is metanoia, which means a change of mind or heart. It implies a profound transformation in our thoughts, actions, and attitudes, as well as our relationship with God. It's not just about feeling sorry for our sins, but rather, it's about turning away from them and moving towards God. In Acts 3.19, Peter says, Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Here, Peter is showing us that repentance is a prerequisite for forgiveness and spiritual renewal. It's a necessary step towards receiving the grace of God. Let's take a look at a powerful parable Jesus shares in Luke 15, the parable of the prodigal son. This story teaches us that repentance is not just about acknowledging our sins, but also about experiencing the loving embrace of our heavenly father when we choose to come back to him. In the parable, The younger son, who squandered his inheritance on a life of sin, realizes his mistake and decides to return to his father. When he does, the father doesn't reject him or punish him. Instead, he runs to his son, embraces him, and celebrates his return. This parable teaches us that God is waiting for us to repent and turn back to him. And when we do, he will welcome us with open arms and forgive us our sins but repentance isn't just a one-time event. It's an ongoing process. In 1 John 1.9, we read, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This verse teaches us that as we continue to walk with God and strive for holiness, we must continually confess and repent of our sins, knowing that God is always ready to forgive and cleanse us. So, how do we put this into practice in our daily lives? First, We need to acknowledge our sins and genuinely feel sorrow for them. This requires self-reflection and a willingness to see our own shortcomings. Then we need to confess our sins to God, ask for forgiveness, and commit to turning away from our sinful ways. It's also important to note that repentance should involve making amends. It's also important to note that repentance should involve making amends for our wrongdoings whenever possible. This means apologizing to those we've hurt, restoring what we've taken or damaged, and demonstrating our commitment to change through our actions. Another aspect of repentance is cultivating a humble and contrite heart. In Psalm 51.17, King David writes, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. When we approach God with a humble and repentant heart, He will not turn us away. Let's also remember that true repentance is about developing a closer relationship with God. As we turn away from our sins and embrace His ways, we are drawn closer to Him and can experience the fullness of His love, mercy, and grace. One more thing to keep in mind is that repentance is a lifelong journey. It's not just a one-time event, but a continuous process of growing in our relationship with God and striving to live a life that pleases Him. We will stumble and fall along the way, but God's grace is always available to us when we choose to repent and turn back to Him. As we wrap up today's discussion on repentance, let's remember the words of 2 Corinthians 7.10. For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world produces death. Godly sorrow leads us to repentance, and repentance leads us to salvation. It's a crucial aspect of our walk with God and our pursuit of His kingdom. I encourage you to take some time this week to reflect on your own life, identifying areas where you may need to repent and turn back to God. Don't be afraid to come before Him with a humble and contrite heart, knowing that He is always ready to forgive, restore, and renew you. Another fitting topic that goes with repentance is carrying our cross. Let us delve into Scripture and find out what it truly means to take up our cross and follow Jesus. In Matthew 16:24, Jesus tells his disciples, "If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me." This command is also found in the other synoptic gospels, Mark 8:34 and Luke 9:23. But what does it mean to carry our cross? Is it merely an expression or is there a deeper meaning behind this powerful statement? To truly understand this concept, we need to consider the cultural and historical context in which Jesus spoke these words. In ancient Roman times, the cross was a symbol of extreme suffering, humiliation, and death. When a person was sentenced to crucifixion, they were forced to carry their own cross to the execution site, signifying the burden of their punishment. With this in mind, we can begin to grasp the gravity of Jesus' command. Carrying our cross means embracing a life of self-sacrifice, suffering, and submission to God's will, even when it's difficult or painful. It means surrendering our desires, ambitions, and plans, and living a life that reflects the character and teachings of Jesus. Let's take a look at some examples from Scripture that can help us better understand what it means to carry our cross. In Philippians 2, The Apostle Paul writes about the humility and sacrifice of Jesus, who made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Jesus' example of humility, obedience, and self-sacrifice serves as a model for us to follow. As we carry our cross, We should strive to imitate Jesus in these areas, setting aside our own desires and ambitions to submit to God's will and serve others. Another example comes from the life of the Apostle Paul, who endured tremendous suffering and persecution for the sake of the gospel. In 2 Corinthians 11, Paul recounts his hardships, including beatings, imprisonments, and shipwrecks. Yet despite these trials, he remained faithful to his calling and continued to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul's willingness to endure suffering and persecution for the sake of Christ is a powerful illustration of what it means to carry our cross. In our own lives, we may face challenges, difficulties, and even persecution for our faith, but we must remain steadfast in our commitment to follow Jesus and share his message of hope and salvation. So, how can we apply the concept of carrying our cross to our daily lives? First, We need to develop a posture of humility and submission to God, recognizing that His ways and plans are higher than our own. This involves seeking His guidance and direction in all areas of our lives and being willing to surrender our desires and ambitions in order to follow His will. It means putting God first and trusting Him to lead us, even when it's difficult or challenging. Second, we need to cultivate a spirit of self-sacrifice and service to others. As followers of Jesus, we are called to love and care for those around us just as he did. This may involve sacrificing our time, resources, or even our comfort to meet the needs of others and demonstrate the love of Christ in tangible ways. Third, we must be prepared to face suffering and persecution for our faith. As Jesus warned in John 15:20, "If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you." While we may not experience the same level of persecution as the early Christians, We may still face opposition, ridicule, or even discrimination for our beliefs. In these moments, we must remain steadfast in our faith and commitment to Christ, trusting that He will give us the strength and grace to endure. Finally, carrying our cross means continually growing in our relationship with Jesus and deepening our understanding of His teachings. As we immerse ourselves in Scripture and prayer, we can develop a stronger connection with God and learn to walk more closely in His footsteps. I hope that today's exploration of what repentance means and also what to carry our cross entails has provided you with a deeper understanding of this powerful Word and inspired you to embrace a life of humility, self-sacrifice, and commitment to Christ. Let's remember the words of 2 Corinthians 7.10. For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Godly sorrow leads us to repentance, and repentance leads us to salvation. It's a crucial aspect of our walk with God and our pursuit of His kingdom. Also, let's remember the words of Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. May this verse serve as a reminder and encouragement to us as we seek to carry our cross daily and follow Jesus. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the God Chaser podcast. I pray that our discussion on repentance and carrying our cross has inspired and challenged you in your walk with Christ. Please share this episode with your friends and family, and don't forget to subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations on faith and spirituality. May God bless you and guide you on your journey. Keep chasing after God. Remember, seeking after God is not a one-time event, but a lifelong journey. So continue to press in, chase after His heart, and allow His love and grace to transform you from the inside out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leaving us a review or sharing it with a friend. Would love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. Until next time, keep chasing after God and may his peace and presence be with you all.
0: This episode of the God Chaser podcast is proudly sponsored by God Chaser Apparel, the clothing line designed to empower and inspire your spiritual journey. Are you a God Chaser at heart? Do you want to share your passion for pursuing God with the world? God Chaser Apparel has got you covered, literally. With a wide range of stylish, high-quality clothing and accessories, you can wear your faith proudly and spark conversations about your pursuit of God's presence. From bold statement tees to cozy hoodies, sleek hats, and much more, God Chaser Apparel has something for everyone. Plus, every purchase supports our mission to inspire and encourage fellow believers on their journey toward a deeper relationship with Christ. Visit godchaser.faith today to explore our collection and find the perfect piece to express your passion for God. God Chaser Apparel, where faith meets fashion and the pursuit of God's presence becomes a lifestyle. Don't miss out. Head to godchaser.faithnow and start wearing your faith boldly.